Yep, it's official. I'm a vaccinista, meaning I got my vaccine in the back of a TJ Maxx. They converted one of the men's dressing rooms into a place for shots, and while it was not surprising to find that they had plenty of appointments, I was not expecting that they'd also have a pair of soft black trousers in just my size. That never happens, and for more than half of what I'd normally pay at the Pants Depot. Have you been in a TJ Maxx recently? It's quite a scene. There was a man working out using the still-in-its-packaging workout equipment that they had on display. And friends, it did not seem like it was his first time. That's one of the things I admire most about humanity. It's resilience and inventiveness. Jim cost too much money? Use the literally free weights at the discount clothing store. It gives me so much hope to see that kind of thing. And even though, for the first day after receiving the shot, my arm went limp and turned a kind of shade of aubergine and felt like someone had filled my ears with a dense cotton and I briefly forgot my own name, I now feel like I could take on the world, as fit as I've ever been. Isn't it amazing what we can do? Vaccines, discount weightlifting, put things in unusually tall jars of olive oil. I got a new bug, and that bug is optimism. And friends, I think it's going to cover the globe in a matter of months. We're talking about faith in humanity, long-term thinking, and remaining hopeful. This week, when we use that maneuver where you slingshot around a celestial body in order to make up for lost time when traveling in space, when we set a course for the interdimensional gateway known as the Deep Night. Deep Night with friends. Hello, it's me, Dale Seaver, and right off, this is a very special episode, and I'm thrilled to be your half-vaxxed host for this next hour of Regrets and Revelations we call The Deep Night. Now, I must apologize for the brief absence from your ear receptors last week. I was absolutely buried in boxes and desperate for a stable Wi-Fi signal. Spectrum cable, it occurred to me, is like every challenging modern relationship. At first, you use an online portal to kind of chit-chat back and forth, and then maybe you have to move on to regular nightly texts that happen late in the evening, and it seems like everything is cool, and then after two more days of them sending you signals and testing your equipment, they just have to meet up. And the next thing you know, even though they originally said that they weren't interested in anything serious, there they are at 8 a.m. begging you to let them into your backyard, which is way more than you bargained for. But what can you do? And when it's over, they kind of neg you on the quality of the wiring you have inside, tell you how much better things were now that they came over. And then they leave, and you pray that you never have to see them again. 
But here we are, up and running in an echoey but serviceable setup, and we're able to confidently say that we come to you tonight, as we always do, from the foul banks of the Gowanus. Oh, it feels great to be out of that TD bank and to step away from commune life, even if only briefly. I get a whole new set of neighbors to be annoyed by and a bird that seemingly only knows one song. And he's singing it all day long. But there is more space and less people, and if our curtains ever arrive, I can start sleeping in my birthday suit again and doing my full moon scream yoga. Do you know, I am so out of it from moving that I just realized we did a whole episode about it. It was just two weeks ago. <laughs> it completely escaped me. The mind is a funny thing, friends. I think after so much packing, unpacking, and waiting for the cable guy to show up, and generally just feeling kind of uh, out of it, I mean, everything's opening back up, I have some kind of chemical liquid coursing through my veins, and people are returning to a sort of normal, I'm still feeling reluctant and unsure. So I thought the best person to speak to would be, of course, someone with a much different perspective on humanity in these times that we're living in. Now, I had known about Clay Woman for years now, and always been intrigued by their character and insights. Little did I realize just how big and open their heart is, how much of a supporter of our little species they have been over the years. This conversation was such a delight. Clay Woman is a 500-million-year-old entity from the Marillion Galaxy who makes frequent trips here to Earth. And one of their, uh, Earth is one of their favorite mud balls in the universe. And uh, they do so to visit close friends, make new ones, and generally observe the ways we interact and thrive and keep going in spite of it all. A true inspiration to me, and just so meaningful that I got a chance to speak with them, even if the transmission has a little interference. Remember, this is being beamed in from a seemingly impossible distance. This is my conversation with Clay Woman. Clay Woman, welcome to the Deep Night. Oh, Dale, Dale, thank you so much for having me. <laughs> yes, I cannot tell you what an absolute honor it is uh, to welcome you to this program. I'm a longtime admirer of yours. Oh, really? That's so nice. I didn't know um, that you were um, aware of my work. <laughs> oh, yes, there's many of us out here admiring from afar. Uh, <laughs> I'm so glad that we caught you on a visit to Earth and to this realm. How often do you make it this way? Well, I'm actually not quite there yet. I'm just a midway. I had to, well, I'm trying to get back because, you know, things have been very... Um, I haven't been allowed in for a little while because of the situation on your planet. But I'm I'm right on... Um, I'm just... Well, I'm, it's, it's a bit... It's a bit near Pluto, where I am right now. There's oh. a bit of a way station, and I'm sitting there waiting for clearance. I see. I see. Well, I hope things are able to uh, uh, move along then for you. We're trying to get things under control here, and and I do want to talk to you about that. Um, being out there by Pluto, is that uh, a significant distance for you, or that's uh, not so bad? Oh, it's not that much, really. It's very close. I feel, really, I feel like I'm almost on Earth. Oh, good. It's always that last little bit when you're anticipating it, though. You always, yeah, like, yeah always yeah. feels longer than it is. Um, and when you're here, do you stay someplace in the city? I well, I usually stay with my friend Elizabeth, uh, Elizabeth uh, Constantinelte, oh. and uh, she lives on Second uh, Avenue in uh, New York City. Um, 
I think it's 2nd Avenue around 2nd Street. She has a little apartment there and I usually stay with her. Um, and uh, yeah, it's great. I really, really enjoy staying at her place. Sure, that's, that's right in the heart of everything. So that's terrific. Uh, you know, I recently moved myself. I had been experimenting with commune life, but had to uh, give that up for a short period of time. But uh, it made me wonder, uh, have you ever tried living in a commune or in a, in a communal situation? Well, not not in the way that you would think of it on Earth, really. But we do have, you know, there was a moment about... It was 150 million years ago where everyone in the Marillion Galaxy, we were, we were on a conference call. <laughs> and, um, all of us, all together. And wow. we thought, you know, what someone suggested, you know, it's very difficult, these conference calls, because you've got, you know, trillions of, of different beings on it at the same time. And a lot of people are not muting. Um, there's background noise and stuff. And so, so one person, I think his name was Carl, was like, why doesn't everyone come over tomorrow? And so all of us from all over the galaxy were like, we're going to Carl's. <laughs> and we all got together, all of us, the entire galaxy went there onto the planet. And um, I suppose you could say that was a commune, but it was it just, it didn't work out. You know, it was, the planet wasn't big enough. Literally, yeah. you know, I know you on Earth say things sometimes to each other like this planet isn't big enough for the both of us right. but we really were there were, i think that the amount of beings that you had couldn't fit on carl's planet and so it had to be called off but that was my one experience with what you would call communal living and i yeah. would say it was a, a failure well i'd say it's fairly typical uh, oh. and pro probably there's never enough space was that your experience too? <laughs> that, that's what it came down to. Uh, yeah, uh, there's just not enough space for that many people just trying to do chores together, and then uh, for what for what purpose, really? Yeah. Um, but uh, it turns out that we, in fact, uh, were in what I thought was an abandoned TD bank, uh, which is a, a, a banking thing for monetary stuff here on Earth for currency and stuff. And uh, it was not abandoned. They came back in and we had to get out of there. But uh, anyhow, there were many other issues and many of these kind of utopian ideas, as I don't need to tell you, because you've probably seen them over the years. They they, they have the best intentions, but many, uh, many of them fail. I'm so sorry. It's very, very stressful. Yeah. Yeah. What do you think about the idea of utopia, though? Is it possible? Well, I mean, um, it's a difficult question because, you know, I do think that, uh, well, no. It's not a difficult question, actually, that I think about. It. It's not really possible. I think there's always a little bit of chaos that yeah. you can't you can't really control. The idea that you would, uh, you know, really super perfect everything is, um, it's just not going to happen. And I yeah. think it's better to, you know, try to make things the best you can and understanding that there's going to be, you know, some difficulties. There's always going to be a bit of, there's always going to be sadness. Sorry. Yeah, no, that's, uh, that's uh, something we explore a lot on this show. <laughs> on this show. Yeah, so I, yeah. I, that's right in line with uh, the certainly the way I think about it. And perhaps it's just better as a, a goal or something mm. that one could uh, go into it with uh, some good ideas and hope you get something out of it, but it won't be perfect. Um, and uh, talk about not perfect. Uh, have you had to do a big move? It's just 
the thing that I was struck with and I'm still struck with now, it's just so much stuff. And I, that's just from a person, you know, an earth being kind of midway through. I can only imagine it's someone that's your uh, stature and age uh, that what do you just have a planet full of stuff? Have you done away with all your stuff? What's the situation? I haven't moved in a long time, you know, for that particular reason. I've been staying yeah. in the same in the same um, place on a sort of a moon uh, and that, that I live on. Um, in sort of a, you know, in a, in a less crowded area of the galaxy, you know, as you get older, you like to have a little bit of space and stuff. But where did, what was your, what was your recent move? Well, just to get out of that commune situation, and now we're oh. in a, a, a more of an apartment type thing above a little uh, vegan ice cream place uh, well, on the Gowanus. So, that's lovely. Yeah, it's okay. It's okay. But, but it is, it is, it is a bit much having to like, you know, say, oh God, I've got to move this bookshelf. <laughs> right, and then all the stuff that goes on it, and you, it's yeah. just an impossible amount of uh, things that one collects as one lives. And then my my thought was, well, just put it in the river. I mean, what do we need all this stuff for? Yeah, but you never know. There could be one day where that one book that you had that was given to you thirteen years ago that just you don't even remember what's in it. It has the exact recipe you needed to entertain that one person. Right. That's the, that's the issue. And that's why I was so excited to talk to you, because I feel like you could give us some perspective on that kind of a thing. Like, is it worth holding on to that? Thing? Does that recipe actually come up 13 years from now, 100 years from now? You never really know. I suppose it's a matter of like, well, you have to make a cost benefit analysis. You know, do I want to take the risk? Right. And what is the chance? What is the chance that this 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 recipe is going to be necessary? And who do I know? that is so um, high maintenance that my relationship with them depends on making the specific dish. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and it sounds like you have a specific person in mind. Oh, I do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and what, what do you like to cook when you didn't have to have the pressure necessarily for, for somebody? What would you cook on your own? Well, you know, I don't eat very often, but when I do, I just love, um, I love um, raisins, and um, I'm also a big fan of, um, uh, and what are they called? Uh, well, I like to make, like, bow tie noodles. Oh, yeah, sure. Yeah. Both both nice things to have. Yeah. <laughs> That's good. Well, as I said, the, really the main reason I wanted to have you on was uh, knowing that you're a, a being full of wisdom of the cosmos. Um, I wanted to get your deep time perspective on just these kind of things, because uh, as, as we talked about here on Earth, my gosh, and sorry to be Earth-centric, but uh, we've gone through such a tough time of it with this uh, virus and yeah. even affecting your ability to come here. Uh, by the way, is that what does that look like? Is that a, a, a portal? Is that a riding a comet? What is the mode? Uh, I if just I have may a ask? cart. A cart. A cart. It's made out of wood. It's very functional. I've used it for ages. You just get in it and um, and go. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> it seems that seems uh, uh, incredibly simple. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and and that's probably a key to things is keeping it simple, isn't it? Yeah, you know, it's really like you don't want to you don't want to um you don't want to complicate things too much. 
<laughs> yes. <laughs> well, now, well, by the time you get here, um, and 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 given, you know, I don't mean to keep referencing this, but you know, five hundred mil, million years uh, old, uh, you'd be the first in line for the vaccine, or do you not worry about that? Oh, I got one over here. We have them too, you know, just in case. Um, okay. You know, we have different kinds that work for us. And also, you know, it was very, they really didn't want me to come to Earth because, you know, very worried about an interstellar variant. Right. You know, I, I, mean, I thought, you know, that. if I, look, honestly, if I came, if I was to travel to Earth, you know, just, I do miss it. It's one of my, it's, you know, absolutely one of my favorite places to go. But if I went all the way over there, went to Earth, came back and then realized that I had spread some sort of vaccine-resistant variant from the Marillion galaxy that wiped out the entire species. Well, you know, I don't think I could live with that. Yeah, that's a, that would be a lot on a person. And you wouldn't probably be invited back to Joe's Pub anytime soon. No, I would not. I mean, I don't think anyone would. <laughs> no, no, well, I guess <laughs> there'd be nothing left. The audience itself would have been... Um, you know, it wouldn't, yeah. Eradicated. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's best to be cautious, and uh, I guess I appreciate your uh, abundance of caution in that uh, regard. Uh, I thought maybe perhaps you'd even be immune to a lot of things, having seen a lot of viruses over the years, but uh, uh, that's not the case. I mean, we don't really know. I just figure, you know, might as well. Right. Might as well, do you know, take the uh, precaution. Right, right. Well, and for years, uh, it seems to me, you have been warning that Earthlings are kind of headed for an extinction-like event, um, and uh, we came pretty close with this thing, it seems. But uh, are, are you worried for us? Uh, do you just accept that civilizations kind of come and go? Um, are there ones, present company excluded, that you'd kind of be happy to see, you know, fizzle out? Oh, no, I wouldn't be happy to see any, any, anything go, but I, I do think, you know, I, I mean, look, you know, as an observer of many uh, different um, uh, planets and uh, species all over the universe, um, I don't mean to, you know, I just say that, well, humans are definitely the ones that everyone is, you know, on the edge of their seat about the most. Really? Yeah, you know, yeah. there's always, you know, they'll say like, you know, we have different cameras. There's cameras that watch different planets. You can tune in at any point and see what's going on here and there and stuff, and you watch them, and there's just a lot going on on different places. And then people are like, well, Earth never stops. The show never stops. You never stop. <laughs> the drama, the, um, the, the intrigue, the amount of times you go right up to the precipice, almost kill all of each other and then um then somehow make it out yeah it's very much of it i mean you know not to trivialize things but as a species you're very much of an action feature film <laughs> right sounds like we suspense really also keep you hooked. and a thriller <laughs> all in one a bit of dark <laughs> comedy as well i'd say For sure yes yeah but it balances out doesn't it yeah <laughs> Well, uh, because it's spring uh, and kind of along these same lines, I read that the blossoms uh, on the cherry trees were happening earlier this year and earlier each year. Uh, it occurred to me on a drive through New Jersey 
which is the best way to see New Jersey <laughs> going through it, um, is that what if global warming and uh, earth warming means that uh, it could return to its kind of teenage years and we might see the rise of megaflora again, you know, enormous mushrooms the size of the Empire State Building and the like. Um, what do you think about that? Could we? Uh, could earth actually be just trying to shake us off and get back to its natural state? Yeah, well, I do think that the... Um you know, the climate change is much of a, it's a risk to you and your civilization, but the earth itself will, you know, it's been through, it's been through much worse. It will, it will, um, it would continue and it might go on that trajectory and just, you know, creating large plants and animals. But I do think that, um, you know, it would be such a shame because you're really, I do, you know, there's so much more. I do think that, um, that humans um, have to do and give that it's just, you know, I really do hope that you figure this one out because it's not time yet. Yeah. I really appreciate you being a champion for us. Uh, uh, That's, uh, (laughs) you know, I think it would be easy to become become cynical after some time or or doubtful or just kind of say, well, enough of that. Let's move on. But I appreciate that you're kind of in our corner. Hmm. Well, I do, you know, I am very, um, I, you know, I, I, I'm a partisan, as it were. Yeah. You know, I do get in fights with friends at home and stuff, and they're like, oh, what do you like those earthlings so much for? (laughs) They're so, um, they're violent, they're, um, and I'm like, you know, it's not, you know, you try it. (laughs) You try living a life that's that short. And, and, you know, on, and not knowing what's going on and, and not know, you know, I mean, you know, give him a break, really. I say to this is my, it's mostly my friend Maria who just, you know, is just very against, um, humans and, um, thinks that, you know, you're very, um, crude. And I always say, well, Maria, you know, you've been alive for 300 million years. You've had all the time in the world to figure this out. They only get like 70, 80 years, 90. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and they've got so much to figure out in that time. So, you know, give them a little time. They'll, 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 get, they'll keep getting better. Yeah, <laughs> I hope so. I appreciate that. Uh, because it does seem like every time I get something figured out, oh, things change on you. And you've mm. got to adapt again. And, and as you said, in a span of only 90 years, uh, that that can cause some hiccups along the way. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and, but it did seem uh, perhaps that there was something to this idea, because I've experienced a little bit of myself when you get to a point uh, that, that we kind of revert to a teenage moment or we revert to a time where we were maybe loneliest or, or this time where we kind of came into adulthood. We're trying to figure out the stuff from childhood. You get to say, OK, this is who I am. And when we reach a place that's dark, perhaps we go back to that. We revert to that moment. Do you think there's any truth to that? Oh yeah, I do think so. I think so. That I think we look back. I think when we reach, I think that during this um, the um, the virus period here, I think a lot of I've noticed a lot of humans I've been in contact with have been reaching back into their past to find uh, the strength to um, carry on with it. You know, I do think that people do they have a reserve in them that they, you know, a lot of people that they that they cultivated during other times of um of great stress and and other also that they and conversely they'll remember times of great um peace in their lives and sort of go back to that time. Yes. If that I don't know if that answers your question. 
It does, and, and apologies. Right. It was kind of a meandering question, but uh, yes, I think you you, you beautifully expressed. <laughs> Far be it from me to be um, <laughs> to be put off by meandering. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, now, uh, in uh, all of your time, I bet you have uh, had some good ideas for what it takes, and I think you've given us a few already, but for healthy living, uh, I take a lot of tinctures, I bathe my crystals in moonlight, I got regular acupuncture uh, appointments and things. Is there anything that you do really to stay vibrant? Well, I try to stay away from uh, thermonuclear explosions, which are constantly, you know, as when you're... When you're traveling around interstellarly, you know it's there's that that you know f fusion is all around, yeah. and it's terrible for the skin, as you know, because of um, you know on your planet you try not to get in the sun too much, so sort of veer away from that if you can. Um, I also think that um, you know water is fantastic, yeah. really one of the greatest things that there, that there is around. Do it. Do as much as you can with it. Put as much of it inside of you as you can. Yeah. That's a great way to go about things. Also, yeah. Yeah, and uh, when you're when you're traveling uh, through the cosmos and through the various universes, uh, do, do you have some insight into black holes? Uh, do we know what's on the other side of them? I no. I really. I they're awful. You know, <laughs> they're 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 just very very very. Um, uh, you know, you've got to avoid them at all costs. I don't know what's going on there. I don't like it. Um, you know, everyone worries about him, you know, them coming through. Because, you know, I've had several friends get caught in them. They're, you know, you don't hear from them ever again. Mm. You don't know what happened. And um, I, you know, I just think that, um, you know, I mean, a lot of people say that at the center of them there's a... Um, collection it's just there's a lot of um incredibly self-centered people in the middle at the bottom mm -hmm. of them that are you know and that's what happens you get caught in it and you get sucked in and um you know it's a it's a sort but i don't know if that's true but that's what i've heard on on the internet well it sounds like an icky place to be yeah yeah worth I don't avoiding know if it's really that or if it's really just a void or something, but it's just, you know, just don't go near a black hole. <laughs> I'm writing it down. Don't go near it and avoid the nuclear explosions. That's yeah, two, <laughs> two bits of advice that I know. I'm sorry, you could have heard this anywhere. But, <laughs> but really, it's, you know, wisdom for the ages. Uh, that's what we're after. And, and speaking of that, uh, if I can press you for some more of this great perspective, uh, you're a creative person, as am I. And lately uh, here, as, as things have been trying to open up again, there's pressure to get back out there, to do shows, to be public again. And I'm having a hard time pivoting back to the way things used to be. Um, do you think it's uh, possible to be creative again? Oh, I definitely think it's possible, but I also think that, you know, when you've gone through a large um, event like this, uh, I think it's very important that people not put um, undue pressure on themselves, you know, to, it's, the reintegration process is going to take some time, and it's going to take some time, uh, you know, starting up doing things and, uh, and being, with others, um, you know, in, 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 in ways that you used to be. It'll be wonderful at first, 
But um, I don't think that um, you can just press a button and turn it all back on. Some people can, and that's great. But I think that if you're having a little bit of trouble doing it, you should um, not be, you know, you should let yourself go at your own pace. Right. Um, and it's, it seems to me that that is one of the great things you have to offer all of us, which is to consider slowing things down and to, to, not, to work at a pace that is more gradual. Uh, I, it made me wonder if you'd finished uh, or made any progress on your book. Uh, what is it? Alligators are ignored. Is that the, the alligators I've ignored and other tales from downstairs? Well, I did the other day. I wrote. Um, uh, 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 I wrote. Um, I wrote another part of the letter. Oh, I wrote a little bit of, a, of an N. That sounds nice. And, yeah, you know. So every every few days I go in, and so like you know, it might take me. It might take me like, you know, thirty years to write a word. Yeah, but, but you really appreciate that word, don't you? It's yeah, very well you really considered. do, and it's very well considered. And I think eventually we'll get we'll get somewhere. I mean, I have the time to do this, but as I, you know, I've talked about, if you're on Earth and you want to do this, you really have to make it sort of a relay, right? With someone younger to take it over. You know, if you're going to write on this level. The, the, on the long time model. On the long time yeah. level, you know, you might want to yeah. say, like, you have a friend. Let's say you're in your seventies, and you're like, "Well, I've written three words for this book," <laughs> right. and then you know, you know, you want to continue it, and so you find someone who's like, say, ten, right. and you teach them what it is and where you think it might want to go, and you're like, "Well, you know, get ready because when I go, you're going to write the next few words." Yeah. Yep. And it will keep going on. And eventually the book will be finished. I mean, it's very, you know, as I've said many times, it's very difficult because, um, you know, you're putting a lot of faith into whoever you choose and whoever they choose. Absolutely. <laughs> they yeah. they got to pick up where you left off and then keep get that, keep that process going. Uh, you got to make sure not somebody's not going to jump in and just finish a bunch all at once. You got to well, keep that. Well, you know, maybe someone would, and hopefully, if they did, there the type of they knew that it was the right thing to do. Yes, yeah. I doubt it would be the right thing to do. <laughs> it doesn't but, seem you know, right. <laughs> I don't want to. I don't want to. You know, I don't want to handcuff the future generations. Sure, that's uh, very generous of you, and mm. um, and that certainly is something I've always tried. You know, if you get you're getting angry or if you're feeling emotions, uh, whatever they may be, sometimes it's good to just slow things down a little bit. You know, don't don't hit send on an email. Just just slow it down. Think about it a little bit. Sit with those emotions, uh, mm. and, and then operate yes. from a place. Don't hit send. <laughs> don't, don't do it. <laughs> well, uh, you know, I feel like I've led lots of lives, and recently there's been a kind of a meme, I guess is what they're called, going around, and it, it suggests that you can be a different person after the pandemic. Do you want to emerge after this time as something else, or have you already had several incarnations and you're you're pretty good? I I think I'm, I think I'm, I'm I feel fine. Um, I don't think. You know, I don't think I'll in particular. I feel like that's more of a human situation right okay. now, and okay. I think a lot of you are going to do that. I'm mostly just, you know, I'm just me, and I'm going to, you know, come back to Earth pretty much, you know, the same. But what I'm really excited to see is I do expect there's going to be a lot of people who I knew before 
the pandemic, I'll come back and I'll be like, well, you've really, um, you know, you've got a different perspective now, don't you? <laughs> and I'm right. just really curious to see to see, to, to see what, what's going on with everyone. Yeah, there should be some good dinner parties for you. Mm. Yes, yeah. absolutely. <laughs> Track how people have changed. <laughs> now, uh, if you could come back in a, in a new life, uh, would you want to come back and have it be like a really sped up one, like a Fast and Furious kind of thing? Maybe try it out as an Earthling, or 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 does that not appeal? Well, no, I think it would be interesting to try to be a human. Um, you know, it's it's interesting to think about that because I feel like I've got such. Um, you know, living so long, you know, I've got, I've, I've gotten used to having so much time, and I think that um, it would be good for me, I suppose, to try and do it, you know, to try to see the anxiety that you live with, um, having to squish everything into such a short time, yeah. but I mean, it's not something that, uh, well, it's not really fair of me to tell you it's not something I want to do, because that's your lot, really, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> okay, <laughs> you know. I respect where you are and where you're coming from. <laughs> That's I mean, I'd right. be curious if any of you would like. Which you know, I don't know if many of you would really want to live five hundred million years either. Right, That's, it would be a commitment. That's. Uh... <laughs> But it's not, that it also seems like I mean that's not the end of it. You've got plenty of life ahead of you. So really, I mean, that's pretty much. I am. I am. You know. I am. You know. We, I am mortal, so it won't go on forever. But yeah. um, you know, we don't know how much longer. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, well, none of us do. Uh, let me ask you this. I'm so curious about uh, an even younger clay woman. Uh, was mm. there a lot of frolicking in the fields? Uh, what was going on for you as a young person? Well, when I was younger, I was very, um, you know, I, uh, um, I was, you know, I lived in a very provincial area of the galaxy, and um, and I, you know, I had a lot of fun, but. Um, I wasn't aware of a lot of things that were going on until I met um, Sinister Grey, who was the um, who was the ruler of the Marillion Galaxy, but he hadn't quite um, taken power yet. But he, um, I met him, and that really changed my life. You know, I really um, went into a sort of a higher level of um, experience at that point, and then eventually, you know, we um, we became a, a and a couple, and uh, ruled the galaxy together for a hundred million years. Oh. And so those were some really, you know, wild times. You know? <laughs> I would imagine you know, so. You really get to meet everyone when you're ruling the galaxy. Right. And, um, you know, I mean, it didn't end well, but, uh, you know, that's a long story, but, you know, it's... um. Eventually, I just didn't want to do that. It, you know, I got stuck with a lot of the administrative duties. This is what often happens. Yeah. Yeah, and so I didn't really want to do it anymore. And then so I left, and I left him, and I started, you know, going out on my own and doing, you know, lectures and, um, and uh, you know, learning and living a different life. And he got really bitter and eventually lost everything. Well. And, uh, you know, and now he lives on Avenue C and 6th Street in a red stabilized <laughs> apartment. And... Um, <laughs> All by himself, and he's very bitter, and uh, you know, so. <laughs> yeah, it just sounded like the things didn't work out, and but. Uh, but he didn't, but he got a good deal, so I think you know it should. You know, he's got a good affordable place, so. That's true. But it's just yeah. you know, it's like it's very it's very difficult for him, you know, because he'll go to the store and 
people just don't pay any attention to them. They don't realize that he used to, you know, have this whole other life. Right, right. Gosh, there's a lesson in there too, isn't there? Yeah, really. Yeah. Um, well, uh, would you uh, consider wearing a turtleneck ever? Well, why not? You know. Sure. Right. I think they're great. Okay. Good. Yeah, I just thought it would. I thought it would be yeah. terrific if you could come down to the piers for one of our turtle swaps. I'd introduce you to some of the fellows down there. Oh, I would love that. That would be so much fun. As soon as I get back to Earth. I'm going to, um, I'll, 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 I'll be happy to come and meet you. Oh, that would be terrific. Uh, we got shades of brown, if that's what you're into, or other colors. We're happy to have, we got a bunch of stuff down there. Oh, fantastic. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> so that's just lovely. Marvelous, really. Good, good. It's like a hug for the body that you can just yeah. wear around. Yeah. <laughs> Well, uh, I know I've seen you uh, on so many shows here in New York, whether it's at Joe's, as I mentioned, uh, and often with uh, uh, some other talented people around you, some of which have been on this show. Uh, do you think you, you will be able to come back to doing that? And uh, do you have anything planned? Or where can we find out about that kind of thing? Well, I don't have a particular... It's not planned at the moment, um, you know, because no one knows when things are going sure. to open up. But sure. I, do, um, I do hope to come back to Pangea on... A, Second Avenue, where I was doing a lot of my appearances before. Yeah. Um, in the meantime, I'll be. I do have some. Uh, there'll be some videos that we'll be releasing on um, the Instagram okay. account of uh, Clay Woman Hello, and um, I also do have a, 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 a. You can go to the Patreon, which is just Clay Woman, and um, I've, I've been doing a little bit of uh, talking with some friends on there. Oh, that sounds lovely. So that's what I've been doing in the meantime until we can get back to the live, the live, um, back to Earth. And, you know, so yeah, we'll see. Hopefully in the next few months there'll be some, we'll be, I'll be back in with humans in live, um, what do you call it, flesh? Uh, yes. Yeah, usually. Yeah. yeah. That would be, that's great. Well, I, I so hope you're able to make the journey and that you do so safely uh, and that um, it goes without incident and that you are able to return uh, in the flesh and that we might occupy a similar space at some time. That would be terrific. Um, and I just thank you so much for joining uh, me from all the way out there uh, and to providing some perspective and wisdom. Oh, well, thank you so much, Dale. It was just, it was absolutely a joy to speak with you. Well, likewise, and uh, let's do it again soon. All right, good day to you. <laughs> okay, good day. Good day. I mean, that's it, isn't it? The wisdom of the ancients, that's the fire we need to keep burning within us, to keep perspective about things, to slow things down. <laughs> I so needed that change of pace and that change in point of view, not unlike my conversation with Avery Truffleman earlier this season, where we talked about the power of ten, you remember. Well, here it is again. I've been so consumed with the micro, unpacking literal tiny scraps of my past and my being that it is helpful to get the extreme macro view, the 500 million year view. My thanks to Clay Woman for joining me. I really want to see that car, don't you? I forgot to ask what kind of wood it's made of. Space wood, probably. You can follow Clay Woman on Instagram, as they said, at 
Clay Woman Hello. And uh, that's the place to track their next appearance, uh, their next video. Uh, just uh, do so. You're going to want to follow along. And uh, listen, if you're trying to do some kind of podcasting from home, maybe you got inspired to do it during the pandemic. Well, why not try the platform we use, Squadcast. I have a link up on the site, deepnightshow.com, and that's going to take you to a, a free trial. It's a stable, a terrific service, and, uh, you know, Zoom is great for the office happy hour, but if you want a decent sound quality with remote backups and no dropping coupled with an ease of use, go to squadcast.fm or follow the link there that we have up on the site. Friends, that's going to do it for us uh, this week. I'm always happy to receive your DMs, your emails, your faxes. I got a few more boxes to unpack and a few improvements to make in the home studio. But I thank you for joining me and staying with me this, this season as we all emerge out of this uh, darkness. We're on our way out and uh, I, can, I can just feel it. So till next time, remember that although this night is ending, a bright new day is just ahead. Deep Night with Dale is produced and performed by James Bewley. Season theme song by Mariam Cadus of Space Moth. Season podcast icon by Philippa Beleza. Incidental music heard throughout the program by the talented roster at Howler Hills Farm in Ohio. Remember to rate and review the program on Apple Podcasts or tune in and stream the show on Spotify, SoundCloud, Pandora, or Stitcher, wherever you find fine audio content. To see any of our live shows or other short videos, visit our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Radio, and follow us on Instagram at Seaver is the handle. Thanks again for listening, and remember this season to keep your portals open and at a safe distance.